الحمد لله الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلله فلا هادي له ونشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد ان سيدنا ونبينا وحبيبنا وشفيعنا ومطاعنا محمدا عبده ورسوله اما بعد فقد قال الله تعالى في القران المجيد والفرقان الحميد اعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم سارعوا الى مغفره من ربكم وجنه عرضها السماوات والارض اعدت للمتقين صدق الله العظيم وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم والله في عون العبد ما كان العبد في عون اخيه او كما قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم respected ulama e kiram elders beloved brothers in islam humanity at large and we ourselves as an ummah today are facing a very difficult and a very trying phase or period almost every day we receive messages of some friend some beloved some relative or some associate that has passed on to the rahmat and mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala these are constant reminders for each and every one of us of the transient and temporary nature of the life in this world if you look at the ahadith of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam you will find that generally sahaba ikram ridwanullah anhum ajma'in when they reported to us the sayings of nabiy pak sallallahu alaihi wasallam the general modus operandi would be i went with rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam somewhere and i observed something or the beloved of allah sallallahu alaihi wasallam said this or i heard this from him Amongst the kaleidoscope of ahadith we find there are few ahadith wherein the narrator of the hadith will mention something special something different and more often than not not this was the procedure that our noble master sallallahu alaihi wasallam utilized in order to make us as an ummah understand the importance and the relevance of that message A classical example of this which is pertinent to our current situation is a hadith which Abdullah bin Umar radhiyallahu ta'ala anhuma reports We must understand that Abdullah bin Umar the son of Sayyidina Umar radhiyallahu ta'ala anhu was a young man at the time of the demise of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam so he was a youth a youngster and he says one day akhadha an-nabiy sallallahu alayhi wa sallam bi mankibayya yeah he doesn't say i heard rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam i saw rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam i witnessed rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam my nabi said this no 
He says, one day Rasulullah Wasallam walked up to me and he caught a hold of me by both my shoulders and he shook me. And he said, Ya Abdullah, Oh Abdullah, even the casual listener to this type of description can understand the importance and the relevance of the message that is about to be delivered. My Nabi Wasallam could just have told him what was the need to catch all of his shoulders. What was the need to shake him? What was the need to say, Ya Abdullah, to call out his name? In other words, pay attention to what I'm about to say. What I'm about to say is very, very important. Ya Abdullah, kun fid dunya ka'annaka gharib aw abiru sabil. In this world, Abdullah, you are a traveler. In this world, you are a stranger. In this world, you are a mehman and a guest. This world is a passing phase. This world is not to be. This life which Allah has given you is so temporary, so temporary, so temporary. So transient in its nature. That don't be deceived. Don't worry about big, big investments. Don't worry about long-term financial planning. Don't worry about your children and then grandchildren and then next five generations. Don't make the pursuit of the material wealth of this world your objective. Why you are a stranger in this world. You are a traveler in this world and if you still haven't understood, then Allahu Akbar, may all our lives be sacrificed on the wisdom of our noble master sallallahu alayhi wasallam, who did not speak of his own desires. Whatever he said was wahi and revelation from Allah. وَمَا يَنْتِقُ عَنِ الْهَوَىٰ إِنْ هُوَ إِلَّا وَحْيُوِ يُوحَىٰ What was the next statement? What did he say to Abdullah? He said, عُدْ نَفْسَكَ مِنْ أَهْلِ الْقُبُورِ Abdullah! Don't even count yourself as a living man. Count yourself as already in the grave. Count yourself already as a resident of the grave. Unfortunately, my respected brothers, each one analyze his life. Each one just ponder from this morning till now, what did we do? How many of us counted ourselves from amongst the residents of the grave? How many of us asked ourselves the integral questions? What does it mean, count yourself from amongst the residents of the grave? It means prepare yourself for that moment when you have to stand in front of Allah. Prepare yourself for that moment when you have to stand in front of Malikul Muluk. Who calls out in his Quran, Afahasibatum, Annama Khalakanakum Abatha, Wanakum Ilayna la Turjaun, that what do you think? The sun, a ball of fire, a collection of gases, a striking testimony to the Qudrat and power of Allah. What is the sun? We look up, we just see it shining. Surface temperature of the sun, 12,000 degrees Fahrenheit. Core of the sun, 27 million degrees Fahrenheit. Every second, 14 billion tons of helium gas is converted to 12 billion tons of hydrogen gas. This conversion, call it chemical reaction, causes energy to be given off, equivalent to 500 million atom bombs exploding every second. The circumference of the sun, 1,394,000 kilometers. 
It is not still, it is moving. Moving a distance of 17,280,000 kilometers every day. Do we think it's just rising on its own? Do we think it has just come into existence of its own accord? Do we think that the air is moving, the plants are growing? Countless balances and counterbalances are occurring around us in some meaningless cycle. Malikul Muluk, Khalikul, Khalikul Kauni wal Makan, Rabbul Mashriqaini wal Maghribain, Allah calls out to you, do you think all this has been created in vain? People are being born and dying in front of you in vain. There is no meaning to this life, there is no purpose to this life. Is it even logical that you should think like that? Afahasibatum Annama Khalaknakum Abata and then Allah says, What is the purpose? Wanakum Ilayna la turjaun. Don't you realize that the day is coming when you will come back to Allah? The day is coming when you will come back to Allah. The day is coming when you will have to stand in front of Allah. The last verse, the last verse, the last verse of the Quran of my Allah, of Kalamullah, revealed over 23 years. What was the final verse to be revealed? Wattaku yawman turja'oona fihi ilallah thumma tuwaffa kullu nafsim ma kasabat wahum la yudhlamoon Allah says fear that day fear that day fear that day when every one of you will be returned back to Allah this is the purpose to prepare for that day and every now and then every now and then Allah sends a halat Allah sends a condition Allah sends a siren, Allah sends an alarm bell, Allah sends a wake-up call. Coronavirus, pandemic, plague, earthquake, tsunami, whatever it may be, this is not happening by chance. This is not a blind occurrence. This is not some meaningless cycle. Nothing moves, nothing lives, nothing dies, nothing advances, nothing declines in the heavens and the earth without the permission of my Allah. By Allah's qasam, this coronavirus is Allah's creation. It is not moving blindly. It is moving on the command of Allah. Nothing benefits, nothing harms without the permission of Allah. This is our iman. This is what Quran is teaching us. This is what Ahadith is teaching us. No one is living, no one is dying also by accident. This is Allah's decision. This is Allah's taqdeer. This is Allah's qudrat. And for we, you and I, that are faced with this pandemic, some are facing poverty. Some are facing loss of, some are facing loss of jobs. Some are facing financial difficulty. Some are facing sickness. Some are facing hardship. Some have lost their near and their beloved ones. By the qasam of my Allah, my respected brothers, Allah has given us a wake-up call. Allah wants us to take ibrat. Allah wants us to take lesson. The verse of the Quran, which I recited in the beginning. More importantly, and this is the point. Juma, unfortunately, time is very limited. Time is very limited. And I lack the ability to deliver a message in a concise manner. But... The point of the matter, my respected brothers, is for us to understand. On the one side, this is a crisis. On the one side, this is a test. On the one side, this is a wake-up call. 
on the other side, by the qasam of my Allah, this is an opportunity which Allah has given us. This pandemic, this virus is an opportunity. Khalat and condition, crisis that comes from Allah is a test and a wake-up call. But together with it, it is an opportunity. Sari'u ila maghfiratim min rabbikum wa jannah. May Allah calls out to you in the Quran that, O Muslim, O believer, O person of Iman, male or female, O Ummati of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, O recipient of this Pegham Haq, of Balagulin Nas, of this Quran, of this message of muhabbat and kindness from your Creator, you are on a stopwatch. The, cl- the clock of your life is ticking. Don't sit back. Don't relax. Don't take it easy. There's no time for holiday. There's no time to relax. There's no time to sit back. Sario, start running. Compete with one another. Outdo one another in what? Ila maghfiratim mir rabbikum. In earning the forgiveness of Allah. In earning jannat. Ardu as-samawatu wal-ard. The distance. The distance of which is the distance between the heavens and the earth. This is just for understanding by Allah's qasam jannat is even more vast than that. Allah says you are on a stopwatch. Start running now. Start running now. Inna li rabbikum fid dahri nafahat fata'arradu laha. Rasulullah wasallam says every now and then. Every now and then. Every now and then a wind of mercy from Allah blows. A wind of mercy from Allah blows. What must you do when the wind of mercy comes? Allah's qasam. Coronavirus is a test. Pandemic is a test. Virus is a test. But with that, it is an opportunity. It is Allah's mercy also. It is an opportunity for the people of Iman. My Nabi said, Inna li rabbikum dahri nafahat. Every now and then, a wind of mercy will blow from Allah. A wind of mercy will blow from Allah. A wind of mercy will blow from Allah. What must you do? Fata'arradu laha. Fata'arradu laha. Don't lose this opportunity. Don't let it go to waste. Fata'arradu laha. Hazrat Muhammad Lat Sahib Daman Barakatuh, how beautifully he explains Fata'arradu laha. He says, sometimes you are perspiring. It is boiling hot. It is a very humid day. All of a sudden a cool breeze blows. What do you do? You start facing that breeze. Let it reach my face. If you could help it and you're alone, you'll open your shirt also. As much as of your body as possible. You will try to envelop in the coolness of that breeze. This is fata'arradu laha. Don't let this opportunity go to waste. Don't let this opportunity go to waste. Around us people are suffering. Around us people are facing hardship. Around us people are facing difficulty. Recently my personal experience. When I was in hospital a few days. This thought came to my mind. Doctors were coming. Nurses were coming. We receive the messages all the time. This person has passed away. That person has passed away. This one is facing difficulty. That one is facing difficulty. I started applying my mind. My knowledge is limited. But each one uses what is at his disposal. Correct? Then it is from Allah. Incorrect? Then from my nafs and shaitan. But, amanatan I am presenting this. Because I have experienced this type of thing from our kabirin and elders. Particularly Mufti Ibrahim Saliji Sahib, Madda Zilluhul Ali. 
Very often, whenever, on the few occasions, when I presented some masla to him, Mufti Sahib would apply his mind and say, in this current situation, I think this hadith of Rasulullah applies. A hadith may be number more than a million. So to our current situation, what, what applies? Allah has given us, Allah is testing us on the one side, those that have passed away, Allah has given them the maqam of shuhada. Allah raised them with the shuhada. Allah raised them with the sahaba. Allah grant them his maqfirat and his mercy. Allah forgive them and give them the highest echelons of paradise. Those that are sick, every moment of their sickness, wallah is a means of wiping away their sins and raising their darajat. On the other hand, for you and I, this is a test. And with that, it is an opportunity. What is the opportunity? The first hadith that came to mind. Like we mentioned last week, my Nabi told his uncle, Abbas radiallahu ta'ala anhu, excessively ask Allah for afiyat, excessively ask Allah for protection. Any person you talk to nowadays is worried. Worried about protection. Worried about hifazat. The fact of the matter, whilst that I had that sojourn in hospital, there were experienced doctors, one particular I can remember, with tears in his eyes stood in front of me, and he said, Molana, the person is sick, the person is slipping away, we are throwing everything medical science has, our entire knowledge, everything we have at our disposal, we are throwing at that person, we've seen his family, we've seen his children, with tears in his eyes, this experienced doctor is saying, we are throwing everything possible at that patient, yet he still slips away, he still passes away. Allah, Malikul Mulk, Khaliqul Kauni Wal Makan, is showing us through this invisible virus who is in charge. Whose hukam is it? Allah, Lahul Khalqu Wal Amr, Fatabarakallahu Rabbul Alameen. When it comes to the system of Allah, medical science will fail, scientists will fail, technology will fail, every system of this world will fail, because it is only Allah that is in control. Tell them, no harm can befall anyone except that Allah has decreed it. He is in charge, He is in control. If He wants that medicine to work, it will work. If He wants that doctor's efforts to work, it will work. If He wants that medical science to work, it will work. But if Allah takes away His hifazat and protection from there, Allah's qasam, nothing will work. Nothing will work. Protection is from Allah. Protection is through the system of Allah. What did my Nabi say? We can use what is at our disposal. Wear the mask if you feel it's going to protect you. That is not a debating issue. Wear it if you want, don't wear it if you want. You are an adult. You, are, you have a choice. Social distance if you want. Do whatever you want. But the reality, the reality, the reality on the ground is that even doctors are saying we can't understand this. Scientists are saying we can't even, we can't understand it. There are those amongst us, Allah protect every one of us, give us all afiyat, who have taken every step of precaution and still fallen, still fallen, still become victims of this. What is the message behind that? What is the message behind that? What is the message behind that? That the only true protection is the protection of Allah. 
The only true protection is the protection of Allah. The only true protection is the protection of Allah. Fafirru ilallah. Fafirru ilallah. Fafirru ilallah. Run back to Allah. In the light of this, like I said, I applied my mind. What hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu pertains? We want protection. My Nabi said, Wallahu, fi'aunil abd, ma kanal abdu, fi'auni akhi. One is the protection, we might use the mask, we might use some drug that is being purported as a protection to this virus. We might make some tea somewhere, somebody might send us some other formula. We might use a myriad number of things. Allah's Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, My Allah can call karsun lena. My Allah will be in your service. My Allah will be in your service as long as you are serving the slave of Allah. As long as you serve Allah's slave, Allah will be in your service. So every day help someone. This is Allah's wind of mercy. This is an opportunity to earn your akhirat. Man akhahu hatta yushbi'ahu. وَسَقَاهُ مِنَ الْمَاءِ حَتَّى يُرْوِعَهُ بَعَدَ اللَّهُ بِهِ مِنْ جَهَنَّمْ سَبْعَ خَنَائِقْ خَنَادِقْ مَا بَيْنَ كُلِّ خَنْدَقِينَ مَسِيرَةُ خَمْسِمِيَةِ عَامْ My Nabi said, feed your hungry, hungry brother till he is satisfied. Give water to the thirsty person till their thirst is quenched. As a result of this act of mercy, Allah will distance you from Jahannam seven trenches. The distance of each trench is 500 years. Ibn Rajab Hamali Rahimullah in his kitab mentions the riwayat. Qadimanasum min ashabi Rasulillah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Kulluhum yathnoon ala sahibin lahum. Ma ra'ayya qul qalu. Ma ra'ayna misla fulanin kharqattu. Once a jamaat returned from the path of Allah. It was the noble practice of my beloved master sallallahu alayhi wasallam that he would take kar guzari. You have returned from the path of Allah. What have you observed? What happened? He would take kar guzari, then he would give them direction. Then he would give them advice based on this report back. This jamaat returned every one of them. Every one of them cannot stop praising one of their satis. Ya Rasulullah, we never seen a man like this. Kulluhum yathnoon. All of them are praising him. Ya Rasulullah, we've never seen a man like this. Always in salah, always in ibadat, always fasting, always tilawat, always zikrullah. Any moment we saw this man, he was in ibadat. Ya Rasulullah, we haven't seen someone like this. Allahu Akbar. Look at the wisdom of my master. What does he ask them? What does he ask them? And learn this sabak, learn this lesson. What does he ask them? Man kane alifu dabbatahu. Man kane yatfihi dayatahu. If he was always in salah, then who was pitching up his tent? Who was cleaning his clothes? Who was preparing food for him? Who was seeing to his necessities? Who was seeing to all that? If he was always in salah and ibadat. What do the Sahaba respond? Nahnu ya Rasulullah, ya Rasulullah, he was always in ibadat, so we did it for him. Allahu Akbar, kan kol kar sun lena. Listen with the ears of Iman. Allah's wind of mercy has blown. Around us they are countless in need. What did my Nabi say? 
kullukum khairum minhu in the eyes of my Allah in akhirat the reward every one of you will get is more than his reward more than his ibadat you saw to his need you served him khairun nas may yanfa'un nas my nabi said the best amongst you is he who will serve humanity serve humanity this is Allah's mercy we don't know if you're going to get another chance like this people are suffering around us and more than that Allah has kept hifazat Allah has kept protection Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam said he said treat your sick through sadaqa Allah will be in your help as long as you are helping others tell your family members every day it doesn't have to be thousand rand or hundred thousand rand let it be ten or fifteen rand feed someone Help someone every day with this niyad that, oh my Allah, I'm helping this person so that you help me. Wallahu fi'aunil abd, ma kanal abdu fi'auni akhi, ya Allah. Ya Allah, I've realized the only real protection is yours. I've taken my precaution, whatever I've understood. But ya Allah, all this precaution without your hifazat, without your protection is meaningless. Oh my Allah, I am taking the nuska, the prescription my Nabi gave me. I am helping this person with this niyat, Ya Allah, you help me. The second hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, which came to mind, like I said, correct from Allah, incorrect from nafs and shaitan, but amanatan. This is an opportunity, in crisis Allah has given opportunities. Opportunities for what? To earn Jannat. To earn Allah's maghfirat. To earn Allah's forgiveness. To wipe the slate clean. What did my Nabi say? Al-Jannatu aqrabu ila ahadikum min shiraqin alih. Al-Jannatu aqrabu ila ahadikum min shiraqin alih. Allahu Akbar. What did he say? He said Allah will give you so many opportunities to earn Jannat. Allah will give you so many opportunities to earn Jannat. Jannat is closer to you than your shoelace also. Like how you bend down to tie your shoelace. My Allah's Jannat is waiting for you. Coronavirus is a test, it's such an opportunity. Earn your Jannat and Wallah. This is what I saw in the medical fraternity. Other brothers out there. Youngsters 2 o'clock in the morning getting up to assist with janazas. People opening their hearts, spending their hard-earned money to assist the poor, to assist the needy. People in the medical prof- profession, till one in the morning, two in the morning, serving on a daily basis. Allahu Akbar, min shirakin alihi. Closer than your shoelace is Allah's Jannat. How many of them have earned their Jannat already? Allah give them the highest stages in Jannah. Allah accept their qurbani and their sacrifice. We have to appreciate it. Man lam yashkurin nas lam yashkurillah. He who doesn't show appreciation to humanity will never show shukr to Allah. Be appreciative of the qurbani and sacrifice those in the front line are giving. Those out there assisting with the janazas. Those going door to door to feed people in Chatsworth, in other areas. Those who are opening up their hearts. Allah is giving an opportunity. But there is another side to this hadith. There is another side to this hadith. There is another side to this hadith. Allah protect me, Allah protect you. Allah has sent us in this world, Allah is testing us. It's not that Allah gave you some opportunity that shaitan and nafs is now gone on holiday and they sit back, no. What did my Nabi say? Jannat is closer to you than your shoelace. And in the same hadith, what did my Nabi say? One naru mithlu dalik. 
There will be no coldness. Inna alladheena kafaru bi ayatina sawfa nuslihim nara kullama nadijat juluduhum baddalnahum juludan ghayraha liyadhuqul adhab Allah says soon they will enter into a blazing fire who belay our signs every time one layer of skin gets burned we will replace it with another one so that they can continue experiencing the azab of jahannam my nabi said there will be million opportunities to earn jannah closer than your shoelace jahannam is just as close This social media is a sickness. Many of us have earned the Jannah through this virus, through this test. How many of us, Allah protect us, have destroyed the Akhirat, have destroyed the Jannah? One or two incidents I'm going to mention before I conclude. Maiz Aslami radiyallahu taala who comes to Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam. It's a lengthy incident. Time has already run out. Ya Rasulullah, I've committed zina. Cleanse me. Four, four times he came, different direction. Like I said, lengthy incident. The command is given. He has to be stoned to death, which is haddam min haddillah. This is carried out. One or two sahaba engaged. Sahaba, 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 jannatis. This is for us to learn. They engage in a conversation. What is the conversation? What's wrong with him? Allah, Allah, Allah concealed. He didn't leave it that he had to go reveal what he did. Now he has been stoned like our dog is stoned. Ghibat, slander, bohtan, demeaning someone, running someone down. What did my Nabi say? Inna liriba, ifnan wa sabuna baban. My Nabi said there are seventy-two doors to riba, to interest. Adnaha, mislu ityani rajul ummahu. He said, "The lightest of the seventy-two doors of riba is that a person commits incest with his own mother. What a crime that is!" My Nabi said, "Compared to riba, this is the lightest of seventy-two doors." And then what did he say? Inna arbar riba, inna arbar riba, inna arbar riba. My Nabi said, "The worst type of riba, the worst type of interest, the worst type of usury." The lightest incest with your own mother. The height of it is what? Istitalatul rajul fi ardi akhi. He says when you think you can sit with that cell phone. The cell phone I'm just talking for our understanding. When you think you reach that level. That now that instrument or your casual conversation is now a license. For you to attack the dignity and honor of someone else. Today who is spared? Ulama are not being spared. Scholars are not being spared. Left and right, we have become a sick community. Is ghibat not haram? Is slander not haram? What gives us the right to demean others? What gives us the right to run somebody down? What gives us the right to question the authority and, and objectives of others? What gives us the right to slander one another? Are we blind to Quran? Are we blind to Hadith? Are these words of my master meaningless? 
He said the worst type of riba is when you think you are in a position that you can run other people down. In Hajjatul Wada, these were the parting words. These were the parting words. Inna dimaakum wa amwalakum wa aradakum alaykum haram kahurmati yomikum hada fi sharikum hada fi baladikum hada. He said like Allah has made Makkah haram and sacred. Arafat haram and sacred. Kaabatullah haram and sacred. Ninth of Zulhijjah, the day of Arafah, haram and sacred. In exactly the same way, Allah has made the life, property and dignity of your Muslim brother haram and sacred. This is sacred. You have to lie in your qabr alone. You have to stand in Allah's court alone. Don't think you have the right to run someone else down. Be silent. Don't destroy your deeds. The sickness of social media make toba. Delete it. Delete it. We are destroying our amal. We are throwing away opportunities of earning jannat. Sahaba. Sahaba, this is what they said. What does my Nabi do? He walks a little further. There is a dead donkey. The body is rotting. It has blown up. It is stinking. My Nabi says, send for those two Sahaba. They come to Rasulullah, excited, my Nabi sent for us. What does Rasulullah want? They come to Nabi Apaq Nabi says, I want you two to eat from this dead donkey. Eat from this carcass. They said, Ghafar Allahu Lak. Ya Rasulullah, Allah forgive you. May Allah forgive you. What are you saying? How can we eat from this? This is carrion. This is filth. Who will eat from this? Khan kol kar sunlena. Listen with the ears of Iman. Don't destroy your akhirat. Don't destroy your neki. Just sending out those messages is not sufficient. Why is it that your Muslim brother feels that he can send you such a message where he is demeaning some alim, where he is demeaning some scholar, where he is demeaning someone out there for whatever reason. You want to wear the mask, wear the mask. You don't want to wear the mask, don't wear the mask. Stop fighting with one another. Stop insulting one another. Stop destroying your akhirat because of that. Stop destroying your akhirat because of whatever precaution people are taking or not taking. Both sides, we're not here to point the finger at anyone. Worry about your own akhirat. Become so busy in serving people that you've got no time for all this. What does my Nabi say to them? When they react like this, he said, Ma niltuma min rajul anifa. He said, What license you took to pass comment about your Muslim brother, like what you did just now, ashaddu min akli jifa is a greater crime in the eyes of my Allah than you partaking from this dead donkey. And that person you are speaking about, that person you spoke about in a derogatory term, my Nabi says, by the qasam of that Allah in whose whose hands lies my life, right now I can see him enjoying himself swimming in the rivers of Jannah. وَالَّذِي نَفْسُ نَفْسُ مُحَمَّدٍ بِيَدِهِ إِنَّهُ الآن في أنهار الجنة ينغمس فيها. It is very possible that the person we ran down and demeaned for whatever purpose, Allah has made his makhfirat and given him the highest stages in Jannah. Let it not be that tomorrow Allah protect you, Allah protect me, that we face this hasrat, that comment that we passed destroyed all our good deeds. Al-Jannatu Aqrabu ila ahadikum min shirakin alihi My Nabi said Allah is giving you a million opportunities to earn your Jannat It is closer than your shoelace But Jahannam is just as close Allah give us tawfiq wa akhidah